And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. This Sunday is the longest mass of the year. It's Palm Sunday coming up. So you will be hearing that reading, actually a lot longer version of that reading on Sunday. But this passage has been weighing on my heart for weeks now, and I finally thought it's time for me to tackle it. There is so much goodness in the readings that you will hear on Palm Sunday. It's almost too much for my my human brain to comprehend. And I've really struggled with this episode. I've I've asked everybody to pray for me as I find the words. I have prayed so much about how to get this across to you, and I'm still not really sure how it's going to come across, and if I'm really even saying what God wants me to say. I'm not totally feeling it this week. So I'm just going to close my eyes and speak from the heart and break it down. So I love the Bible because there is somebody in there for all of us. And some days you might be Jesus and some days you might be Judas. You don't know who you're going to be that day. But that's why it's so important to be praying the rosary. I'm just, I feel like I have the zeal of the convert anymore with this rosary group that we're doing right now because you're meditating on the life of Jesus and our Blessed Mother. And every day that you pray the rosary, you're going to have a different insight. You know, you're just going to Picture yourself in in a different scene or picture your husband in a different scene. And that's what really makes the faith come alive. And now going to this passage that I I read you today, we are post-Passover dinner, you know, the Last Supper. That happened already. And Jesus has already told Peter that he will deny him. And Peter's like, oh, no, 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 not me, God, not me. Uh, Maybe those other guys, but not me. So you would think that when Jesus asks Peter, James, and John to come into the inner garden with him and to keep watch with him for one hour, you would think that these guys would be super vigilant and they can hear Jesus praying, you know, God, 
you know, take this cup from me, but if it's not your, you know, if it's not, if I have to drink this cup, then thy will be done, right? So we know that they overheard him saying these prayers, even though Jesus was a little ways off, because how else would they have been recorded in the Gospels? So you would think, right? You might even think to yourself, like, oh, if I was there, I would have been, like, really paying attention. Like, obviously, this guy is somebody special. I'm going to hang on his every word. I'm going to do everything he says. And yet they fall asleep. And when we hear the phrase, keep watch in the Bible, I've just been praying about this phrase for so many weeks now because it just kept coming back to me. Like, could you not keep watch with me for one hour? And I said to my husband the other day, I said, the Bible is just fascinating to me because it's like the Old Testament is foreshadowing the New Testament. And even when we go back to another famous passage in the Bible, who is keeping watch, we go all the way back to Jesus's birth. The shepherds were keeping watch. So they did do what they were supposed to do. Keeping watch just simply means do what you're supposed to do. Keep your eyes open. Be alert. Be ready. Do what you're called to do. And the shepherds did that. And because of that, they were the first to know about Jesus's birth. And now we fast forward 33 years and his closest friends are told to keep watch and they don't. What I want to ask you today is what does this phrase mean to you? And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so you could not watch with me one hour. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Where are we sleeping in our faith? Where are we sleeping in our finances? Where are we sleeping in our parenting? Where are we sleeping in our marriages? This passage is so rich because every time you read it, you can take it from a different angle. I love this passage from a parenting perspective because isn't the worst thing when you were little and your parents would say they were disappointed in you and maybe they didn't yell? Wasn't that the worst? That you just wanna be like, just spank me for God's sakes. I know I messed up. But the worst was when they were just like, hmm, so you, you couldn't do what I asked you to do? It's like, oh my gosh, right? And that's what Jesus is doing. So even from like a parenting perspective, you can read this and just say like, he's showing us how to treat our kids. You know, we don't need to scream and shout. We can just simply ask him like, so you could not watch with me one hour? Same with your, your marriage. You know, could you, could you give your spouse one really good hour? even just a week? What kind of a marriage transformation would you have if you did that? What if you gave your house one hour of decluttering every week? Whoa, you'd transform your house, right? 52 weeks, imagine what your house would look like after a year of just decluttering one hour a day or one hour a week. What if you spend an hour working on your finances every week? What would your finances look like? But most importantly, 
what would your faith look like if you really gave God one hour each week? That's it. That's all he's asking us to do is just be with him. You know, as parents, aren't we always craving to have our kids closer to us and be near us? We want them to be grateful for the things that we've sacrificed, right? That's why we go to Mass. We go to Mass to show God that we are grateful for what he's done for us. So when you have the excuses, well, I don't get anything out of Mass, or my kids are annoying, or they don't want to go, or they put up a fight, it's not for you. It's not for you. The Mass is for you to go and give thanks and participate in the, the unity of all Catholics around the world as we remember what Christ did for us. As you hear the passion this weekend, remember that. That's why you're going. He did all that for you. Go rewatch the Passion of the Christ um, that Mel Gibson produced. Go watch that movie and say you're not grateful. He's just asking us to give one hour. That's it. And when he says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He knew Peter would deny him. And so it was almost like us saying to our kids, take your coat. It's going to get cold. They're calling for rain. Take your coat. And the kids are like, ah, we don't need it. That's exactly what Peter did. God knew he was going to betray him. And he's like, Hey, Peter, you might want to keep up with me and keep watch with me because, you know, this the spirit is willing, but the, the flesh is weak. And Peter's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to rest my eyes a minute. He knows that we will be tempted. Between Sunday and Saturday, there is going to be something. You will sin for sure. Your kids will, like, press your buttons. Your husband might press your buttons. Your boss might press your buttons. Your clients might press their buttons. You're going to be tempted. Go to Mass because God knew we were going to need that nourishment that we get from the Eucharist to get us through the week. It is there to sustain us. And a lot of Catholics, only 30%, I think I read, even believe that the Eucharist truly is the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. If you struggle with that, meditate before the Blessed Sacrament. Ask God to help your, your belief. You know, as I'm walking up to communion, that's always what I'm praying. Please, God, help me to believe this is really, really you. Because I do in my head, but it's hard. It's a really hard concept to wrap our human brains around. But I always think too about um, different miracles that, that we've heard about in the Catholic Church where the Eucharist has bled. And when that blood of the Eucharist was tested, it was the same cells that would have been in the human heart. I mean, this is just a miracle. Every Sunday, we are witnessing a miracle. You want to get your kids to pay attention during the consecration, Tell them to look for the birdie. That's what I always tell my kids. Look for the birdie. You're going to miss it. There's a miracle. You're going you're gonna to miss it if you don't look for the birdie. And they're always quiet. And if you ever notice that, when the priest holds up the Eucharist, the host, before it's consecrated, and we're waiting for the, the Holy Spirit to transcend upon it, it's always very quiet in the church. 
It's almost as if even the littlest children know that something miraculous is happening. If you knew that was going to happen in your, in your town, wouldn't you be like, let's go, let's go check this out. Well, it is, I'm telling you, it's, it's happening every Sunday. It's happening every single day if you want to go to daily mass, but we're only required to go to Sunday mass. So if it's been a little while and you haven't taken your family to church, you dread the Sunday morning, kind of brace yourself mentally. Tell the kids the night before, hey, we're going to church. Hey, let's lay out the outfits. And, you know, just decide to put God first in your life this week and see what he does for you. When you go into the church, ask God to reveal something to you. Say, what do you want me to, to know today, God? What do you want me to realize? What, what, what are you saying to me today? And I guarantee you're going to hear something that you're like, wait, did everyone else just hear that? Because I feel like, I feel like he's just talking to me. Is this homily just for me? You know, and like, it'll start to become like almost comical that there's something in the mass for you. But if you don't go, you're not going to hear it. Give us this day our daily bread. Every day we have to pray because that's what Jesus was telling us. Keep watch every day. Be on alert. And if you feel like it's been a while since you've been to church and you feel a little weird going back after a long time, maybe you haven't been there since Christmas, I want you to remember Peter. I want you to remember that he was one of Jesus's closest friends and he denied him three times. When you hear the Passion this Sunday, it's almost painfully awkward to be a witness to Peter in the gospel. It's like, no, you just want to reach through the gospel and be like, Peter, no, stop, stop. But he denies him three times. And the, the great victory of this, this story and of Peter's life is that even after all that, after falling asleep when Jesus needed him the most, after cutting off the ear of the soldier because he thought that was the right thing to do, after denying him three times, Jesus still appoints Peter to be his rock. On this rock, I will build my church. Keep watch. Remember that all of the apostles were just regular guys. Mary Magdalene was an outcast, but God used all of them for his greater glory. So get to church and just ask God, what are my marching orders? And use the Eucharist and daily prayer and adoration to give you the strength that you're going to need for the journey ahead. Have a great few days. I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Let me know if you like this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a little different for me. All right, have a great day. I'll see you on Saturday. Bye-bye.